Hi, I'm Sarah Connolly, and today the Ladies' Tour of Qatar starts. So I'm talking to the two Australians from Velocio Strand, Tiffany Cromwell and Lauren Roney, about the race and all sorts of other things. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Um, can you just say your names so that people um, can recognise your voices? Which one of you is Tiffany? That's me. And which is Lauren? That's me. Hello. <laughs> awesome. Hi. Excellent. So, where where are you exactly right now? I'm here at my hotel in Doha, Qatar. Um, and we're actually just chilling in our beds, waiting for the race, which doesn't start for four hours. Awesome. So, what's it like? I mean, we hear about this hotel, these hotels, but what's it like right now? It's um. Well, I guess I think this hotel's like five star. So it's only four. Oh, it's only four. Sorry. Um, but it's probably the nicest accommodation um, of the year and everyone gets really excited about it because, yeah, it's just a completely different experience. But, you know, coming to this part of the world is a completely different experience. It's like nothing else. Yeah, it's sandy, um, it's open. Like, it's the race run by the ASO and they do a fantastic job to um, put on a really good race for us from the organisation standpoint of the hotels to, to the start of racing, like, this racing is exciting if there's wind, so we rely a lot on the wind, but the city itself is sort of an up-and-coming Dubai. Then you get out, it's just nothing. It's just sand, it's flat, it's open highways, and, yeah, it's desert. Wow. I mean, what was that like to ride in? Um, the racing, like Tiff said, if it's windy, it's, it's, hard. it's, it's hard but exciting, um, and the race can go by really quickly if you're – making those front echelons but and if you're not if you then don't, it's be a very long day yeah if you don't then it's a very long boring day and because obviously the race has gone up the road and then because it's know. not technically challenging by any means but it's it's a race where you need to stay switched on and it's very easy not to when you're riding long straight roads for long times so then make your turn but if you come into that turn at the wrong place turns into a crosswind then before you know it the front group's up the road and you're chasing trying to get yourself into a group or back to the front. So it's one of those races where you need to try and stay alert and awake, but, yeah, it's a tricky one because with the nature of it, it's very, yeah, the courses don't leave much where you have to stay alert if, you, if you're not concentrating. Yeah, I mean, you've got some days where you've got literally five corners, haven't you? That's probably a big day. <laughs> and how do that, that that seems such a strange thing because i mean i love this race just because when i the fact that they stream it stream part of it live is a real advantage but it just seems like non-stop attacks it seems like the worst kind of training session combined with the worst kind of race just hard 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 you know you you, you wipe sand out of your eyes and the race is gone yeah, yeah. pretty much and i mean you've got um all the Australians and I guess some of the Wiggle riders have been down under, so we're fresh off racing crits where um, we've been doing that sort of acceleration and fast-paced racing. Mm. Um, so we have that in our advantage, I guess, coming here if you're in good form. Yeah, so, I mean, so I'm looking at it today and they, they were just changing the course even last night, weren't they? Is, is that difficult for you as riders or do you pretty much know exactly what's going to happen? I wasn't aware. Yeah, I didn't know there was I wasn't aware there was any changes. But, you know, with this race, it's like every year um, 
it's always in the similar areas, but you know what you're in for when you're coming here and whatever they do with the courses, it doesn't really make a great difference because it's, it's still the same. You know, you're still on flat roads, you're still on open roads. Like sometimes you're on bigger highways, other times you're on a little bit smaller roads, but when it comes down to it, this, as we've said from the beginning, this road is defined by the wind, so that's that's the only thing we look at when we come to this race. And you know, then of course we're looking we're looking at the finer details when we're looking at the finishes or the sprint points. But yeah, there's in terms of the changing courses, it doesn't make significant differences because it's not as if they're putting you up like a massive mountain or taking up some cobble sector or something like that. It's it's just another road, different direction, just you know where it fits into the greater picture is anything that would make a difference it's so exciting i mean I, I guess it's going to be interesting this year as well because there's no kirsten field yeah that, that's true but um there's a lot of strong well-rounded teams here yeah. um so i think that's going to be the most interesting thing you've got new teams like bigler um and then like it wasn't so much the real define the race she was just always the fastest and one that could always be there at the end whereas there was always, you know, there was always groups of four or five or whatever coming to the front into the finishes. It's just she was always the stronger one in the final part. So the race itself will still be super hard, super competitive, and, you know, it will be interesting who shines. But, you know, I think we're going to see a good battle for the overall. Yeah, because it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not all about the sprinters, is it? I mean, obviously the sprinters... Other, other what I think about when I think about Qatar, but I always think about breakaway riders like Utif. Yeah, it's more it's smart riders, smart and tough riders. This race really suits. Again, like we're saying, because at, at this stage it's looking like we're not having much wind, so then it is going to favour sprinters a hundred percent. But mm-hmm. once you get that wind, you know, if a sprinter can't ride the wind, which you know we know a few that are like that, like the Dutch rides are different, but you'll get you know maybe. I know you're Italian sprinters who generally aren't as strong as the win unless they're in a team like us. Um, then, you know, it's a completely different story. So it can, like, okay, breakaways can be successful here sometimes, you know, for those opportunistic who've seen it, like late moves from the main move. But, yeah, ultimately it's what conditions we're given is who it will suit more this race. Mm-hmm. And you two, you're you're in your you're you're in the new iteration, the latest iteration of your team. Last year it was specialised Lulu Lemon. This year it's Velocio Sram. Uh, how how's the team feeling? Yeah, good. You know, there's a like Lauren was in our first team camp in Lanzarote in Spain, but I was there, and you know, it's got a really good feeling, um, a good buzz. I think I think it's a very well rounded team this year. There's a lot of excitement, and obviously, you know, we got. Completely new setup from new colours to new equipment to new sponsors. I feel like it's going to be a good year. You know, you can, it's, we've changed quite a bit, you know, in terms of we lost a few of our really strong classics riders and, and Ebony as well, but we've changed in us with getting, you know, more of a pure sprinter and we've got Aliana who also, you know, is a similar style rider to Ebony in terms of like a good GC heels rider. And then we have Mika, who's quite an exciting talent. You know, she's young, but she's super strong, like very, you know, she's a good time trialist. And I think it's very well balanced and, you know, I'm excited to see what we can do this year. Yeah. 
I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, you talk about losing a lot of, str- a lot of strong riders, but then at the same time, you know, you've got Lisa Brunauer with her three medals from the World Championships. You've got, you know, you've got Trixie, who's, you know, always likely to win the most aggressive rider. You've got, you know, yourselves. It's, it seems like it's still going to be a lot of... It's, I can't believe that this is the kind of, oh, we've lost some strong riders. Look how strong the team is. It just, it's really, I'm really excited about this year for you. Yeah, because we're still a very strong team, just different areas. Like we have cards for every style of race or maybe we were lacking in one kind of race here or there or, you know, we didn't have a sprint we could rely on so we had to race differently. So, no, it is exciting. Cool. And what, what are both of your roles going to be this year? Um, I guess what's great about this team is uh, everyone gets a chance at some point. It just, you know, whoever is strongest on the day. This is one thing Ronnie was saying. Um, today, obviously, uh, there's not much wind, so we're going to be sprinting for Barbara mm-hmm. because um, she's definitely our fastest sprinter and she showed some great results last year. Um, but then, you know, you never know what could happen in the coming days with the wind. So, um, yeah, I guess we all have our personal goals. I really want to do well in the... Um, Drenta races and Tiff is really excited about Strad Bianchi. Yeah, you um, know, to step up a bit more, and particularly tight at the classics for one day races. And so, Strad Bianchi of Flanders are two of my big early season goals, and you know, back towards world championships. But yeah, for me personally, in the team, it's it's about stepping up a bit further, and you know, because obviously I'm more experienced in riding years than maybe some girl else, so trying to bring that to the team as well, like a bit more of my experience. More of a captaincy role. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I, I just, Tiff, I think last year one of my highlights was at the Friends Life Women's Tour where you were doing your killer attacks to try and disrupt the sprints at the end and that was just so much fun. I mean, I know, you know, apart from the fat time when the peloton nearly ran over a person on a wheeled scooter, but, <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome time to watch. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what you guys do. It feels, I don't know, it feels, it feels like there's all sorts of chances. And, yeah. it, feel, and it feels like you, you guys, one of the things I loved about you guys as a team last year was you, you, you kept pushing it and kept pushing it. And although there weren't so many podiums in the early part of the season, it still was really, you still animated the races all the time? Yeah, I mean, that's what Tiff was talking about as well. It's, a lot of those early season races that came down to those bunch kicks, um, not having that pure sprinter that you can go, okay, it's going to be a bunch kick, now we'll back this person. I guess a team had to always be the aggressor, which is good. And then, you know what, it paid off in the end because towards the end of the year we just got so many results that um, it was a really nice way to finish. Yeah, I kind of I kind of divided the year into in the in you know in the beginning of the year it was all about Bowles Dolmans in the middle of the year it was all about Rabobank Live and then at the end of the year it was all about you guys. There was some really really beautiful racing, and especially fun because the races that you know when I think about Vagorda and Plouet because we could see them all live, we could see how much went into those wins as well. Yeah, well I think like in Plouet, Tiff was if there was a most aggressive rider, or definitely would have got that. Um, that was really exciting to watch. And then, obviously, Chantal's win in Sweden was very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought. I mean, <laughs> Tiffany and Plue, I, I was just gutted that you couldn't gutted that you couldn't come back that last time because you were just. I don't know. I think all those moments where you got dropped and then came back and just attacked was that was fun. It was fun, but I probably could use my energy a bit more smartly. <laughs> I, it was a fun race, but because I was also in that race with Caroline and Evie, and I was more mid mid race worker, mm-hmm. and then I ended up being there that was great I'm really hoping that we can see that happen again and like end up with you on the top of the podium in some of the races later this year that'll be nice <laughs> <laughs> so you've just come back from Australia what's the um, Aussie racing like yeah it's good actually um we had a pretty busy calendar this year with obviously we had the Baker it's nationals then there was the official inaugural Women's Tour Down Under, which mm-hmm. that was, you know, a great step forward because we've been fighting for a long time to try and get a race there, like Adelaide's my hometown and, you know, I've Tour Down Under as a race has been part of my career the entire, my entire career. And to finally have a women's race, it's kind of run in like with similar, you know, on the same name and getting associated with the Tour Down Under is like a great step forward because... You know, it was two road stages, two criteriums, and it was really fun racing, like on the home roads and against the national race, but it's got the opportunity to grow further. Mm. That was super fun, you know, really well accepted. We had some great crowds some of the days, and then we obviously finished with the Cadell Evans road race, which, you know, that was an incredible race. Again, only a national race, but they, they're looking to looking to grow up, but it was run much more professionally than a large chunk of our professional races that we have in. And it was really exciting to be a part of, you know, Cadell's final race. Like, it was, we've had him as part of our career. You know, he's done a lot for Australian cycling. And my first ever world championship team in Mendrisio was the year that he won the world title. And, so, you know, it was nice to, that we could have a race to celebrate, you know, his fantastic career and, and a good, hard, aggressive race at that and, you know, incredible course. So it was really fun racing and, you know, we had... Chance race the Rock Salt team and different girls each time, and everyone had different goals throughout the races. Like for myself, I was using it for training most of the time, mm-hmm. sort of building into the season. Whereas Lauren was going really well and had some strong results for herself. So, no, it's it's always fun to be back back home racing, but yeah, it's just trying to balance it enough so you don't go too hard too early and don't burn out by the end of the season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how do you cope with the um? Because it's because it's a pretty hard jump. You just raced on Sunday, and then did you just fly out? Uh, sorry, Saturday, and then you just flew out on the. Did you fly out on Sunday to to, to Doha? Good night, Saturday. So straight up, we pretty much did the race. I personally did the race. Went down, watched Jack attempt the hour record, then went to the airport, then go on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> is that? I mean, is that? Is that? I guess that's the the cyclist life, but usually without so much flying. Yeah, yeah, like we probably do more flying than anyone else in the peloton, and probably me in particular because I generally seem to like to find adventures where I travel over the world. <laughs> People follow my off season, um, <laughs> but you know it's all part of it. Like you just have to try and get as much rest and recovery as you can on the plane. That's really important. You know, once you arrive in your destination, just to to ease into it, like to take the opportunity to put your legs up and. And relax and look after yourself because if you don't, that's when you're likely to burn out, to get sick, to get run down. If you just try to go, boom, all right, I'm in a new place, I'm going to go out, 
go out, see what this city has to offer, you know, and try and immerse yourself for a Be like, okay, I have to see in a hotel, get some sleep, go go ride my bike a little bit. And yeah, it's, it takes some people deal with it better than others. And, you know, everyone's individual. But like for me personally, I'm, I find it okay. I just make it work. Yeah, and you both you both raced some in America, which is a different type of travelling, didn't you? I mean, Lauren, you started didn't you start out like almost riding solo in the states when you went when you turned pro? Yeah, that first year I was only offered I think twenty race days um, with the team because uh, you know they had to sign a young rider to bring the age down, and Christy could only offer me that. And for someone who hadn't raced overseas, it was like perfect. I have to jump at this opportunity. Um, and so it was only Redlands, Exegy Tour, um, Philly and Nature Valley. That was the only races they really offered me. Oh, and then two other ones, Merco and San Dimas, just like local California races. Mm-hmm. But because I decided um, to, instead of fly home and then fly back, there was about a month and a half of no racing, I just went off and approached other teams because I got some good results at the start and it was really easy to find a team to just guest ride for. So, yeah, I went all over and did Sea Otter and Gila and um, a bunch of other races. Yeah, because you both, I'm, I think that's what I think about you two is you both seem to have done it, you, you both had have quite a, quite a similar routine because, Tiff, you obviously raced in the States as well. And... I don't know, just making your own chances. That's that's really inspiring. I know that sounds really that sounds really fangirl, but it is really inspiring because you know you both wanted it and you went out and found a way to make it happen. And I think, considering there is an Australian women's program this year, and some people are like, oh, well, now the pathway is closed for Aussie women. It's not. Um, and I guess I'm an example of that. You can go to America and then there's other riders who are yeah, doing that. Chloe Hosking is a perfect example. She took herself to Europe. Like, there's still our ways. Like, I was lucky that I had a pretty pretty smooth pathway. In I was I did have the national program help my entire career, but then through the racing we used to have in Australia, I had got invited to race with Colavita in America. And so I had the best of both worlds of having opportunity to race with them a fantastic team because when I was with Colavita they were one of the best teams in America at the time and do some racing out there but then still have the support of the national program in Europe so although yeah I created my own path I did also have a lot of help from the national program but I've said to a lot of people that America is a great place to start for Australians in particular because it's a level up from Europe a level down from Europe but a level up from Australia so you sort of learn the basics of teamwork, you learn how to win races without going straight into the deep end racing the best girls in the world and, you know, just trying to work out how these bike races work. You know, I think it's it's a really good stepping stone on your route to going against the best girls in the world. Yeah, and I guess with, like, now that they've got, like, a couple of, you know, Silver Cities UCI, and I think, is it Gila that's, that's UCI as well this year, and a World Cup, It's it well, feels like it's, it's going to just become an even... Their scene is going to. Be, it's always been exciting. It's always been good fun racing, but it, it just means that it's an even better chance for people to kind of get spotted than you know in, in, in a weird sort of way. Yeah, yeah, and get some points. I mean, now there's a World Cup in America, so that's going to be really cool. Yeah. So, 
it's the first race of the season. You rock up. Everyone's in different kits. Everyone's in different teams. What What's the atmosphere like when you bump into all the other riders? Um, it's really nice because I guess we haven't seen a lot of people since Worlds. Um, and that was a good few months away. I don't know where the time has gone. But, yeah, there's a lot of catching up to do. And um, there's a really good vibe because everyone's excited. It's the first race of the season. And, um, you know, with the Euros coming from winter, I think the sunshine's really nice. And, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, definitely, even if it, this isn't your sort of race, it's a really great race to come to. And, and this is a really, really dumb question. Because this is a really dumb question, but with the new kits and stuff, is it is it is it? Do you have to kind of have that little mental shift to try and work out who is that up the road, or or is it just easy? You know who they are because you ride with them all the time. Mm, I think initially, you know, when you're not used to seeing people in different colours, it does take a little while, or you know, just uh, like recognise who's who. But it, it comes around pretty quickly. But um, in terms of teams itself, you can. You can pick, all right, that's that team, that's that team. But, yeah, I think it does always take a couple of races before you start getting used to seeing someone else in other colours. That's for sure. And who, and, and when, you know, for people who are watching this race who may not be used to the wonderful joys of Qatar, apart from you guys, of course, who should who do you think people should watch out for? Who, who do you think are your biggest rivals right now? Um, certainly RKS will be wanting to come here for a strong race coming up the Australian summer and sort of dialing their teamwork. We were Honda as well, you know, they have a lot of fast finishes with Chloe, Georgia and Yolene and, you know, with like a well-rounded team <clears throat> to support that too. Certainly you can never discount the Dutchies, like Bowles will be looking to start, start off strongly and they have a very strong team here and Live Giant or whatever they're called now. You know, they they have Amy Peters here, I think, and she mm. had a race here last year. So I think they'll be wide open. And, and then Bigler. Yeah, They'll Bigler. be looking to do something. Yeah, so I think we're going to see quite a quite an open race. It's, it's, it's an exciting, I mean, it's an exciting one. I think one of the things that's interesting for me as well is that you can be out of the GC. You know, you, you talked about that earlier, that you have to be always in contact, you know, always have to be looking that, you know, say something happens, a crash happens ahead of you or something and you're out of GC, but you can still go on for those wins. Is that, I mean, I mean how much, do you just have to take it day by day, this race? Yeah, well, yeah. every team will have their own team strategies, like, some will be fine for the overall, others will be fine for stages. So everyone's got different ideas and, yeah, sure, like if you are down, then you can also have the chance of stage wins if the first day doesn't work out. But then if you're in a team where you have someone who is fighting for the GC, then you have to support that. So it's very individual for team-by-team team basis as to, you know, how the race will go or how the tactics that your team will play. Cool. cool. So, I mean, you're out. You're, you're out there. You you go from. You're going from this. The desert. The heat. The wind. What What are you two guys? What are you two guys doing next? Um, going to Europe. Um, for me, I start with the classics, obviously. So I'll go back to the south of France, to my apartment for a few weeks, get some training in, and then yeah, build up for the Belgium classics. So we got hit news by then. We'll have a team training camp. 
in Italy um, doing time trial setups and a few other bits and pieces before Strad Bianca. And then, yeah, back up, do the World Cup series. So oh, it's going to be it's a very busy spring. Yeah, Tiff and I have a similar schedule for the beginning of the year. Um, I do, yeah, all the big, the, the first classics. I don't do Binder, but um, Energy Lot and Flanders and all that. And then um, we actually head to America for a good block, mm-hmm. okay, which will be exciting. Do, do you do you get to do you get to see people you hang out with when you were there when you were when you were living there, or is it just basically race hotel race hotel? Um, I think depending where we're actually racing in California, um, I think a lot of my northern California friends will come out and try and watch some mm-hmm. of it. So I'm hoping to catch up with them then. Awesome, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited about the Strade Bianchi and and. Just what's it like knowing that you have like another new race on the calendar? Really exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Like Stravianka's for me personally, it's a race I've looked at. It's like that'd be awesome to have a women's one. You know, we have 17k of dirt in there, and that's my cup of tea. So it is exciting, exciting to having another race that's on par with the men. And you know, RCS are, are making sure they're doing it right, like with you know the same finishes and then the same start raced a little bit further ahead so it's really exciting and it's again it's all with this push to keep growing women's cycling and putting it on the forefront and having the same like having international stage and a stage with races that you know are recognized worldwide so you know it's, it's really exciting and I think a lot of people are excited about Strada Bianca and some of the other races that we have this year. Yeah, I, I've, I always feel like it on the men's side that it's been around for 100 years, even though it hasn't. Yeah, but some of the races have, some of the races hasn't. But yeah, you know, it's it's a race that's become iconic just because it's such a unique race. And the fact, you know, it's, it's the white roads of Tuscany. It's Tuscany for stars is a stunning area. And, you know, I've spoken to people who've done work with the finish of the men's race into Siena and says, you know, it's just magic. So when you hear those kind of comments... And obviously, even if it hasn't been around for a huge amount of time, it's become iconic for a reason. And I think it's just the beauty of the race. And yeah, it's it's one of the classics where you need to you need to be a good all round rider and need a lot of different boxes to tick to be able to win the start of the races. Uh, I can't wait. So, if you had to describe each other's riding, how would you, and each other's personality on the team, how would you do it? Um. Tiff is the adventurous, um, I would say, diva on the team in the nicest possible way. Um, She's a very exciting bike racer to watch, I think. Um, Yeah, aggressive and pretty much all-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, I'd say, is BFG, big friend of Friends with everyone, but like the ultimate teammate, and you know, has a good kick for herself. And like, there's more, probably a very underrated bike rider, and you know, strengths and what she can bring to a team. Yeah, I, I do always admire the Laurel on the podium shots because you know, being super tall, I it's think like Gandalf and his hobbits, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vincent always says. <laughs> 
but at least people can always spot you. You can't hide in the peloton. Yeah, and the horrible thing is when you get stuck behind Trixie in a time trial or an echelon, it's, it's not up here. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you want. Um, cool. And so we can follow you throughout the season. Um, Tiffany, you're doing video diaries for Cycling News, aren't you? Yeah, so cyclingnews.com and Reverse, we do some video diaries throughout the season. I did the first one just recently, which was sort of a reflection of our team camp and putting one together for this race. So, you know, they'll be up on cyclingnews.com and through social media and, yeah, just giving people a bit more of an insight of what you may not necessarily see on on the stuff that like that's already streamed and you know the racing it's a bit of like a behind the scenes inside look awesome and i love your instagram um yeah. what, what's your instagram account called uh tiffany jane underscore zero one and i i i really love i really love seeing those little your little details is that is that something you want to do more of like the photography side of it it's one of many areas that I enjoy. Like I'm creative, I've always said that, and I love photography. Or just you know, I look at things differently to what maybe your average person looks at. Um, and yeah, you know, I just enjoy bringing beautiful images that and sharing my journey with the world that I'm lucky enough to be able to, you know, enjoy and and do. I guess you could say. Excellent. So Tiffany, you're also on Twitter at. Tiffany Cromwell. Yep. Um, and you've got your website. Is your website running? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the address you've got there for people if they want to follow you? TiffanyCromwell.com. Excellent. And Lauren, where do people find you? Um, just Lauren Rowney on Twitter, and that's all. I oh, on Instagram, same thing. Lauren Rowney. Excellent. So people can follow you that way, and of course they can follow you through um, Velocio Velociosports.com. Yes. And I'll be um, blogging for cycling tips this year. Oh, awesome. That's fantastic. So basically, we can follow you everywhere. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what we like. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Have a really, really, really good race. And yeah, I look, really look forward to seeing what happens this year. Thank you very much for um, taking the time, Sarah. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope the wind, I don't know, I hope the wind picks up and it's gutter action all the way with Tiff at the front and Lauren just behind her. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. if you want to watch the ladies tour of qatar 2015 while it happens i've got a guide to where it's going to be on my site prowomenscycling.com and that's where i'll put all the links to tiff's and lauren's social media and everything like that i'm funded to do this through my wonderful patreon supporters and if you want to find out more about that go to www.patreon.com slash women's cycling and of course, you can always talk to me on Twitter where I'm underscore pigeons underscore or leave me a comment on my site, prowomenscycling.com. And if you've got any questions, any suggestions, anything like that, get in touch. Come back for more information and coverage very soon.